This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. So as Toy Story 4 opens, all the toys have transitioned ownership from Andy to Bonnie. And their whole world has changed. But Woody is still Woody. He's still the impeccable, um, honest, truthful, caring, always going to be there, always going to make the right decision guy. And so what he does is he actually sneaks into Bonnie's book bag as she goes to uh, kindergarten for her first day of kindergarten orientation. Bonnie is an awkward uh, little girl, and so when she goes to kindergarten, she sits by herself, and she has no friends. And so Woody, in an effort to rescue her, throws a bunch of crafts at her, and she, during craft time, makes the most important character in the entire movie. His name is Forky. He looks like this. And as a matter of fact, today, we're going to make our own Forkies. How about that? All right, so what I want you to do is I want you to get out uh, your little bag here. I have no idea why they didn't call him Sporky, because he is made with a spork. So if you would, first step, we want to get out our sporks. Let's grab our sporks. How many of y'all thought you'd be grabbing a spork in the middle of service today? Nobody. Okay, here we go. All right, so in there, there are two eyes. They are stick-on. And so what we're going to do is we're going to grab our eyes, and uh, we're going to stick them onto our, our spork like so to create a face, all right? And this is exactly what Bonnie does, is Woody takes the spork out of the trash and a couple of things that he finds and throws them at her just to save her because she has no supplies. All the kids have taken the supplies. And so there's a, a red pipe cleaner that's there. There's one of those in your bag, and she fastens it around to become the arms. So let's do that. Let's make, let's make some arms here. Okay, if y'all want to get really awesome, we can make some hands. I'm probably not going to go that detail. I'm going to do a little, 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 hey, little praise motion here, I think. We're going to get our hands up, get some praise on here. Okay, so there, there's Forky. Forky, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. Some of y'all are kind of wrapping it up, getting getting the eyes on, getting the things wrapped around. Some of y'all are already done. Some of y'all are like do-it-yourself at home wizards. You're like, y'all, y'all are like, I can do this crap blindfolded, okay? I've got a preschool teacher in here. She's like, I'm doing this tomorrow with all of my kids. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. Look at, look at this. Just take, take a moment. Just look at it. Look at what you've made. Look at it. Look at it. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Why don't you think about what you see? Because what you see has a a big role in in the movie. See, Sporky has an existential crisis. He thinks that he's trash. 
As a matter of fact, the entire first part of the film is Woody rescuing Forky, rescuing Forky, because he continues to say, I'm trash, I belong in the trash, and he will run and throw himself in the trash, and then Woody, being the, the ever-caring, the one who realizes that this toy means the most to Bonnie, right, he continues to run into the trash to grab, to rescue, to redeem, and I love this story. I love this movie, because this movie is all about rescue and redemption. I promise you, I'm not going to give away much more than that. If you haven't seen this movie and you've struggled with identity, and you've str- I promise this is one of those movies you need to go see because there is so much in it about what really matters in life. But I want you to just look at that. I want you to look at, look at what you made. What do you see? Because a lot of us, a lot of us are like Forky. A lot of us are, are like Forky, and when we look into the mirror or when we look inside, what we see is we see trash. When we look in the mirror, when we look inside, we see trash. So let me just ask you, what do you see? If you're taking notes today, the first thing in notes is I want you to know that some of us only see our failures. We see the stuff we've done wrong, the sins we've committed. We know that we did it, and as a matter of fact, it's something that we carry with us. It actually stays, even though it's in our past, it stays in our present, continues to define who we are, how we live. We continue to make the same mistake, the same mistake, the same mistake, because when we look at ourselves, all we see are our failures. Some of us only see our weaknesses. Now, every one of us in here has an area of weakness. Every, every person does. Nobody is strong in every area of life. But some of us, when we look at ourselves, the only thing we see are our weaknesses. And we compare ourselves to other people and we say, I'm not as strong as him. I'm not as strong as him. I'm not as strong as him. I can't. I, there's things that I, I've tried to do that and I can never do that. I, can, I'm, I would never be able. We only define ourselves by our weaknesses. Some of us look inside and we think that we're trash because all we see are our weaknesses. Some of us only see our past. There's some stuff that you did in your past. There's some stuff that somebody did to you in your past. There's some stuff that just happened because it's life in your past. And when you look inside, when you look in the mirror, what you see is your past. And you define your present, and even define what your future could be by your past, by your past. And then there are some of us that only see what others have said about us. Oh, you had a parent who said, you're never going to matter. You're never going to make it. Maybe you had a teacher who said, you know what? You're dumb as bricks. There's no way in the world you're ever going to amount to anything. Maybe you had a coach when you were a kid. You're not good at this. You're never ever going to be good at anything. Some of y'all are moms, and you posted a picture online, and you've been criticized for simply how you strapped your kid into a five-point harness. I don't even understand it, okay? That sounds like a joke, but really, if you're a parent, at some point along the way, your parenting has most likely been criticized. As a matter of fact, the only way to not be criticized is to do nothing and be nothing. 
People in this world have a lot of opinions and they throw them around. And especially with the emergence of social media, it's really easy to attack somebody like they're blind or like they're emotionless. And here's the problem. It's not that other people said something about you because here's what's going to keep happening. People are going to keep saying things about you. The problem is that you believe them. The problem is that somewhere in your heart, when your mom said you're never going to matter, when your coach said you're never going to make it, when your teacher said you're not smart enough, somewhere in your heart you believe that. When you look inside, when you look in the mirror, all you can see is what others have said about you. So here's the big question that I want you to think about as we go through the rest of this message today. When you look at yourself, do you see trash or do you see treasure? When you look at yourself, when you look inside, when you look in the mirror, do you see trash or do you see treasure? So I want to talk to you. That's what I want to speak to you for the rest of our time together. And the first thing that I, I, I just want to say this, and somebody needs to say this. Some of you need to hear this, and it's important. Number one, that your, your trashy past is not an excuse for a trashy future. Just because something ugly happened to you in your past, it is not an excuse for you to continue to live in that as you progress forward in life. Your trashy past is not an excuse for a trashy future. As a matter of fact, you can choose to be a victim or a victor. The choice is yours. You can be a victim or a victor. It's simply your choice. Some of you are going, but you don't understand my condition. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what's happened to me. But you don't understand what happened to me. When I was two, I went deaf. I had 10 surgeries between the time I was two and the time I was 12. When I was 12, I was burned in a gasoline explosion. I spent the next few months in ICU, basically I missed half of sixth grade. I spent the rest of middle school totally indifferent. Actually, my life was radically transformed by that moment. Yeah, you don't understand me either. You can be a victim or a victor. Can I tell you what a victim's mentality is? A victim's mentality is this. Everything that happens to me is out of my control. Everything that I can't control it. The world is just in chaos and it's happening to me and I can't do anything about it. All this bad stuff just keeps happening and piling on. There's nothing that I can do. I'm just a victim of this world. Or you can be a victor. which is a slightly different mentality. But that slight difference makes all the difference. A victor's mentality is this. Some things are out of my control, but I own my attitudes, my actions, and my reactions, believing that through Jesus, I'm assured of victory in this life and the next. And some of y'all are going, what? Now, listen, Kevin, I know that we are promised ultimate victory in heaven, but what do you mean in this life? Jesus said that in this life we're going to have trouble. Uh, believe me, I agree. 
I believe if you look at his life, it was filled with trouble, difficulty, challenge, and pain. But he reigned in this life. And we are called to mimic his life in this life. As a matter of fact, look at what Romans 5.17 says. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned, bad stuff happened, through that one man, all this bad stuff happened because one person messed it up. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through Jesus Christ? Reign in life, not just ultimately one day pie in the sky when I get to heaven. No, you can experience victory today in life as you follow and obey Jesus because of the grace that he's given you and the righteousness imputed to you through Jesus Christ. Your trashy past is not an excuse for a trashy future. Number two. What you say about yourself matters. What you say about yourself matters. And some of you, we say all kinds of things, don't we? We probably need to be more careful how we talk to our spouse. We need to be more careful how we talk to our kids. We need to be more careful how we talk to the people that we work with and the people that we live with and the people online. We need to be more careful how we do that. But you realize that what you say matters as a matter of fact, it says this in Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death. In other words, that through our words, through what we say, we have the ability to pour water on a fire that God has lit or to put fertilizer in a seed that God has planted. We can give life or we can give death through our words. And you might not realize this, but the person you talk to the most is yourself. And some of us, to be honest with you, some of us, we think way too much of ourselves. Some of us think way too less. We think way too little of ourselves. I just want to ask you the question, do, do, you, do you really say the truth to yourself? Is, is, is the, the talk that's happening, that self-talk that's happening, is it truthful? Because there's some times that we need to walk out of a day and go, you blew it. You blew it yesterday, and you can do better than that. But there's sometimes we need to walk out and you go, you know what? You made a mistake, but God's grace is enough to cover that. Are you, are you talking truthful things to yourself? Are you speaking truth to yourself? Are you declaring truth to yourself? Because Jesus in John chapter 8 talks about understanding the word of God and the truth that's contained within. And then he says this, and then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Some of you are living in bondage because you're unwilling to have hard conversations with yourself. You're not willing to look over. You know what? I blew it when I did that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that to my kids. I owe that person an apology. Some of you are living unfulfilled lives because you look at yourself and you think less of yourself than what God actually thinks of you. 
And the targets that you set and what you expect of yourself is far less than the greatness that God destined you for. So I want you to understand this. Declare, declare the truth to and over yourself, and it will lead to freedom. Declare the truth to and over yourself, and it will lead to freedom. You need to watch what you say to yourself. You need to watch how you talk to yourself. Watch what you're saying to yourself about yourself. Because what you say about yourself matters. Number three. You were created by the master. You were created by the master. You were created by the God that formed the universe. That all the stars that we can barely number and the earth that we stand upon, you were, you were created by the God that created all of this. In Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's masterpiece, not just your God's creation. You were made by God. No, you are God's masterpiece, the epitome, the epic creation, the height of his creative ability was invested in you. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. Notice he's talking about what has happened when we gave our life to Jesus. He comes in and recreates us. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. important. See, every creation has a purpose. And its value is found in its purpose. Yesterday, we served day over Right about 80 people showed up to, to serve our community. We sent teams to Central Elementary, East Elementary, redid their landscaping, sent out teams with hundreds of gift cards to bless people. We're still getting stories back from people who got those cards and are texting people that are within our church family and saying, hey, this blessed me, this encouraged me, this changed my, my perspective on some things. And we sent out a team, we were, this is kind of last minute thing, to do drive-bys. Okay, drive-by lawn care, okay? We really didn't know if it would work. We didn't know how it was going to pan out. We figured this Saturday morning, if you came knocking on my door on Saturday morning, I'm not going to answer the door, okay? I'm just telling you up front. So they walked up to a house, and they knocked on the door. The lady came up. I'm not interested. I said, well, oh, man, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here from Vortex Church. I'm already Christian. Well, no, no, ma'am, I, I don't think you missed, you've kind of missed the point of why we're here. Um, ma'am, ma'am, we're, we're just here to tell you that Jesus loves you, and so do we. And we'd love to mow your grass if you let us. She started crying. She started weeping right there. And she said, my, my grass is long because my son has been mowing my grass. But my son got sick about three weeks ago. He hasn't been able to cut my grass. So a couple of days ago, I started praying, God, 
you send somebody to help? Can you send somebody to help me? Can you send somebody to help mow my grass? See, I want you to understand that morning they didn't know this. But when they hopped in those trailers, they were already an answer to somebody's prayer. You, you, right now, you are the answer to a prayer that somebody has been praying sometimes for weeks, sometimes for years, sometimes for decades. And all you have to do is recognize the opportunity and step into it and be the person that God created you to be because you have a purpose in life. God made you to do good things. You were created by the master to be his masterpiece to do good works. And number four, as a Christ follower, you are a treasure, not trash. You are a treasure, not trash. If we could just get this, because too many of us, we look at ourselves and we see all the places that we've blown it. We see all the liabilities in life, all the no way God could never do that. There's no way God can't use me. No way I'm disqualified because fill in all the blanks. I love what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4. He says, we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure that in us is something that is valuable as Christ followers. We contain in us. Colossians 1 says, it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory. That Jesus has, a, as a Christ follower, has come alive inside of us. That that treasure is now, even though we may be frail and broken on the outside, that there is something alive in us. And I want you to get this because some of y'all need to hear it. That as a Christ follower, you are more defined by what's in you than what comes from you. Some of y'all have been working to earn the approval of God that he's already given you because of the grace and righteousness imputed to you because of what Jesus did on the cross. So I want you to do me a favor. Get out, Forky, again. Get out, get out, get out. Get out. Look at him. Look at Forky. A little while ago, I asked you to look at Forky. And I said, what, what, what do you think? What do you see? What do you see when you look at it? Some of y'all thought, I, I see something I'm about to throw in the trash can. <laughs> That's what some of y'all thought. When you look at him, he's probably a little awkward. His eyes might not be the same side. His lob, he might be a little lopsided, one arm a little longer than the other one. You might be a little unsure as to what he's worth, and many of you might feel like he looks a lot like trash. And there are a lot of you that when you look at yourself, that's what you see. That's what you see in your own self. You see the imperfection. You see the frailties. You see the mistakes. You see what everyone else said about you. But if you want to understand the value of an object, what you have to do 
is actually examine what the person who possesses that object was willing to pay for the object. And here's how much you're that God knew to take possession of you, it would cost him his son. So as they had lived together eternally in heaven, he sent his son Jesus to earth. And his son Jesus came, who had created all of humanity, came in the form of a human to live a normal life in total obscurity. He would then be tried and convicted as a criminal, sentenced to execution, where on the cross, after having been beaten, he would carry the weight of yours and my sin. For the first time in all of eternity, the Son would be separated from the Father. And on the cross, the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus so it wouldn't have to be poured out on us. He absorbed all the blows that we should because of our sin. And on the cross, he purchased you and me out of slavery. If you want to understand your worth, look to the price that God paid for you. Because you are not trash. You are not trash. You are not trash. You are not trash. Inside of you, there's the potential to do something amazing. Because as a Christ follower, when we choose Jesus, the the presence of God invades us and changes everything. And that moment is available for every person that is here today. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.